Hey, this is Karen, and I want to let you know something. Me, Delina, or Shalon, we are not professionals of any kind. The views that we are expressing in this podcast are personal opinions and anecdotes. These conversations are not intended as medical, nutritional, or fitness advice. If you need medical, nutritional, or fitness advice, seek out a qualified professional that does that sort of thing. Hello, and welcome to Sister Sharpens Sister. We are three sisters who get together every week and talk about first one thing and then another. We like to hold each other accountable to our health and fitness goals, but you never know where these conversations may go. Welcome to this week's episode of Sister Sharpen Sister. My name is Shalon and I am joined by my beautiful sharp sisters, Karen and Delina. Today, we are going to discuss the topic of body dysmorphic disorder, or also called BDD. All right, DD, since you're the definition guru, <laughs> go for it. Okay. What is body dysmorphic disorder? And this comes from um, um, Hop- Hopkins Medicine. I believe it was uh, John Hopkins. Um, hold on, let me get my thing here ready. Um, body dysmorphic disorder, or BDD, is a mental health problem. If you have BDD, you may be so upset about the appearance of your body that it gets in the way of your ability to live normally. Many of us have what we think are flaws in our appearances, but if you have BDD, your reaction to this quote-unquote flaw may become overwhelming. Okay, and it goes on further and further, and um, I thought it was important to look up how is it diagnosed. Mental health professional. Yes, So um, how it's diagnosed, um, you see, a mental health professional will diagnose BDD based on your symptoms and how much they affect your life. To be diagnosed with BDD, and it's got a list of three things here, you must be abnormally concerned about a small or non-existent body flaw. Your thoughts about your body flaw must be severe enough that they interfere with your ability to live normally. Other mental health disorders must be ruled out as a cause of your symptoms. There are other mental health disorders that are common in people with BDD. They include obsessive compulsive disorder, social anxiety, depression, and eating disorders. I actually went and thought, does everyone who has an eating disorder have this? And that's not necessarily the case according to what I read, but... Yeah, not necessarily. And I also came across... Because what I was thinking was, okay, if if you're overweight and you're obsessed with losing the weight, do you have BDD? And the thing is, no, you don't. Because your flaw has to either be extremely, extremely small or actually not even there. So if you are overweight or obese and you're obsessed with that, it's not BDD. It's going to be something else. I know when I was reading that it specifically talked about people's faces. I, I knew somebody years ago, a, a woman who hated to wear sandals and flip-flops living in Florida. And the reason she did was because her second toe was slightly longer than her big toe. Did you tell her that because she was the boss of the family? Well, she told me that. And I was like, my second toe is almost as long as my pinky finger. So I got you beat. <laughs> and so, but she was talking about that she had read about or heard about a medical procedure you could have done to have part of your bone and your toe removed to make your toe shorter. I'll Why? bet you dollars to donuts she's got, she had BDD. But that's that's one of the things that, that they can use to diagnose is that if you're going to have an all kinds of plastic surgery, especially for 
what she had because yeah her little toe or her second toe was slightly longer but you all have seen mine i mean i have two big toes <laughs> i got a, i got a big i got a big toe and a fat toe so i got a skinny big toe and a fat big toe <laughs> and my skinny big toe is longer than my big toe but i don't care my impression of body dysmorphia was not this this definition is not what I thought it was. Okay. But when I was reading about the definition, it mm -hmm. made me think of Michael Jackson. Yeah. And not, not just him, but other celebrities as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You can have BDD and be overweight, but if you're overweight and you're obsessed with losing weight, you're not necessarily BDD because your flaw has to be non-existent or barely, barely there at all. Well, see my, my issue, what I thought it was, because what happens with me is I will lose weight and get down to a smaller size. And when I look in the mirror, I don't see that smaller size. I see what I was before. Mm -hmm. Now I have no idea what that is. Um, I'm, because I according to the there. definition, it's not this, it's not no. body dysmorphia. No, no. Um, and I also looked up because reading all the, doing all the research, I was like, well, what's the difference between BDD and OCD? So I found a website that actually has a study that was done. It was done in 2007. So it's a little bit, got a little bit of age to it, but this is the actual study because I, I read a little bit of the abstract and uh, the introduction. And it says that the relationship between obsessive compulsive disorder, OCD and body dysmorphic disorder, BDD is unclear. This is the abstract. BDD has been proposed to be an OCD spectrum disorder or even a type of OCD. However, few studies have directly compared these disorders' uh, clinical features, and it talks on more about the abstract and what they're going to do. In their introduction, they say the relationship between obsessive compulsive disorder and body dysmorphic disorder is unclear. BDD is a distressing or impairing preoccupation with an imagined or slight defect in appearance. It's classified as DSM-4. Not sure what that is, but Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, mm -hmm. and the fifth edition is what they're using now. So okay. in 2007, well, they were using a, a DSM-4. And it's as a, I'm going to probably pronounce this wrong because I didn't look up how to pronounce it, uh, somatoform disorder, and that's S-O-M-A-T-O-F-O-R-M disorder. Somatoform? Somatoform, yeah, possibly. Uh, whereas OCD is classified as an anxiety disorder. So they're not the same thing. And of course, I'll share this website with you, Karen. Okay. I would venture to say that the scientific community is still researching this. Yes, they are. Yeah, I, I would. I, yes. So yeah. did you find out when they started denoting this as a separate uh, disorder apart from like OCD or something like that? I'm thinking it was sometime in the 1980s because I did look into the history of it. But what I was trying to find out is when did it first, very first get named and all that and all that stuff is what I was looking into. Um, right. Italian physician Enrique Morselli, M-O-R-S-E-L-L-I, first described body dysmorphic disorder, BDD, in 1891 by using the term dysmorphobia defined as a fear of having a deformity. And that's uh, the American Psychiatric, Psychiatric Association classified BDD as a distinct disorder in 1987. Okay, 1987. Yeah. 
Well, I was just thinking that this is a, it's a relatively new thing that they have uh, started separating as far mm -hmm. as mental disorders go. It is its own separate entity now. So there is a body dysmorphic disorder foundation and they have an online test and it was developed by the specialists as a screening tool. The higher the score is, it reflects greater distress and they have it uh, divided up by if you score 40 or more, it indicates that you are likely to have body dysmorphic disorder and it's recommended that you see a specialist. If it's between 30 and 40, you may still have body dysmorphic disorder and you could benefit from a professional assessment. If it's below 30, it's unlikely to have BDD. Okay. And I'll put a link to that in the show okay. notes. Yeah, I, I saw that website, but I, I don't think I actually took the time to visit it. Now, I know that treatment involves uh, cognitive behavioral therapy and sometimes medications. Mm -hmm. They're just speculating that this might be a serotonin issue in the brain. Mm -hmm. So they use medications called SSRI. Mm -hmm. It's a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. Sorry, it took me a minute to remember what that yeah. was. <laughs> but uh, the similarities between OCD and BDD. You want me mm -hmm. to read, the, read through those? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the symptoms of both OCD and BDD have similarities. So much so... BDD is sometimes misdiagnosed as OCD. Uh, like OCD, body, body dysmorphic disorder involves persistent and recurrent obsession-like thoughts that are distressing and often uncontrollable. Uh, people with uh, BDD engage in repetitive compulsive-like behaviors, such as looking in the mirror over and over again, repeatedly changing clothes, asking other people about the imagined defect, and skin picking. And skin picking is when you have a mole or a freckle and you pick it off, causing lesions on your arms and stuff. As can be the case with OCD, body dysmorphic disorder often involves a preoccupation with symmetry and perfection. Both OCD and, and BDD usually start in adolescence, can cause substantial disability, and respond to treatment with antidepressants, including selective serotonin uh, reuptake inhibitors. You just, you just said all that as well as co cognitive behavioral uh, techniques. The differences is while the focus of obsessive, ob obsessive and compulsions and OCD can vary greatly, such as contamination, the death of a loved one, symmetry, guilt, violence, sexuality, the symptoms of body dysmorphic disorder are focused solely on one's appearance or body. And then people with um, BDD often have poorer insight into the nature and irrationality of their symptoms compared to people with OCD. And then it goes on to say, in fact, from a clinical perspective, some individuals with body dysmorphic disorder are considered to be delusional. Uh, for people who have body dysmorphic disorder, concerns or obsessions about appearance are often less intrusive, although still distressing, than obsessions experienced in OCD. And that comes from verywellmind.com and I'll share that with you Karen so you can put that in the show notes sure yeah when I was reading through the treatment I thought it was very interesting that one of the first things that they uh, recommend is that you you journal journal your thoughts about you know what you see versus what other people see and how you did that day things mm -hmm. like that so journaling can do a lot for you so where where does this come from you think well, I did a little bit of, of the history of it, and 
I do know that, hold on, let me find it. Where is it? I got 25 pages of information here. So give me a minute. Oh, and that's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> he has a research dysmorphia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, um, I'm just going to try to recall from memory and then I'll, I'll share websites with you for the, for the show notes, but that it, it was, because I think I'm getting two things mixed up. I think I'm getting mixed up with some information I pulled regarding um, harming yourself, self-harm and self-mutilation and stuff like that. And what caused me to start looking in on that was uh, picking at the skin. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, huh, I wonder when that started. So that actually started becoming something to where they thought they should focus on it in the Victorian era. You're talking about self-harm, like cutting and stuff like that? Yes, yes. Because that self-harming has actually been around for a very long time because people have used it for a really long time in their religious worships where they... Yeah, flagellation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you think this has been around since before 1987? Oh, yeah. I, th I think it's been around for, for a very long time. It's just that we didn't know what it was. And I also think that sometimes someone may be suffering from it, but people may be thinking, oh, they're just looking for compliments. They may because not actually be looking for compliments. They may have BDD. Yeah. One of the, the, the symptoms is that you're always looking for confirmation that you look okay. Yes. Oh gosh. You think my, my butt's too big. Oh, look at, look at my second toe on my foot. It, it's too long. Right. Yeah. And you, you may think is the my makeup okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But so I, I think it's probably overlooked a lot because of things like that. So what about people in history? I mean, I mentioned Michael Jackson's, specifically because he all had all of the face surgeries done well yeah i don't think it's come come to our attention as body dysmorphia until probably like 1980s yeah so as far as going back and finding it in history you're gonna to have to do a full-on research more than 25 pages yeah well i was just trying to think of people mm -hmm. off the top of my head that may have been that may have had this oh you mean like um well i don't know probably a lot of people in hollywood maybe queen elizabeth the first one because isn't it historical that she would not go anywhere unless she was perfectly put together she wouldn't let anyone see her unless she was perfectly put together man i went to lpn school with a lady that was like that she wouldn't even let her husband see her without makeup oh give me a break mm -hmm. <laughs> would that she be would... bdd because is that is that focusing on a flaw of your body i don't know well, you said that one thing that you said, said a very specific small thing, but then another thing just talked about body image, how well, one views yeah. their body. Right. So how can it be small yet encompass the whole body? Well, it, it can encompass the whole body, I, I guess, because you may have BDD about your, your nose, but then also about, about your, your foot or your feet, or you may say, gosh, I'm fat. And you may not be overweight at all, or or you may say, gosh, I'm obese, and you may only be 10 pounds overweight. So it can, I think it can encompass more than one thing, mm. but not necessarily. You might have someone who has the biggest nose you've ever seen, but they've got BDD about their pinky finger, because a fingernail looks funny. I mean, you know, it could be something like that. I mean, yeah. I can have BDD about my toes, because my pinky toes lay sideways. And yeah. I have a couple of toenails that point in different directions. 
My pinky toes laid sideways too. Do they? Yeah. No, I don't think mine do, but I got that one toe I've already described to you also. I mean, they definitely point out. Yeah, my toenail <laughs> points out. Yeah. It's like a chameleon with their eyes. <laughs> that's um that's the type of shoes that we wore when we were little. Yeah. <laughs> I wore some kind of shoes you all did. My toes don't do that. Yeah, but you probably ran around outside barefoot more than we ever did too. So Oh no, actually I was never allowed to go barefoot. Being a diabetic, um, I wanted I wanted to so bad because everybody else could do it. I always had to have on shoes. Hmm. You haven't walked barefoot to the chicken coop, have you? No, I'm not not going to the chicken coop or the chicken run. I'm not doing that barefoot. Okay. Because <laughs> those chickens are not necessarily the cleanest animals. True maybe that right there is an indicator of where this kind of stuff comes from it's passed down perhaps right and i do think i i did read something about people with bdd it can come on uh through adolescence but your environment can have some to do with you developing it or not so that could be if yeah. you have a member of your family who has bdd and you see the behavior you might latch on to that right especially if you're you're genetically predisposed to it because of the way your brain is yeah hmm. did you know that there are subtypes of bdd subtypes subtypes okay uh, one of them i was reading and i was like dang this is me uh -oh. <laughs> but it's not uh and this is it's called muscle dysmorphia or md Muscle dysmorphia is a subtype of body dysmorphic disorder. MD is associated with a number of thoughts and beliefs about one's self and others, including beliefs that one's body is not sufficiently muscular or large enough, overvaluing appearance, intrusive negative thoughts about one's body that leads to distractibility and difficulty focusing attention belief that others negatively evaluate their appearance and some of the behavioral signs of muscle dysmorphia karen are you ready oh no <laughs> no but go ahead <laughs> excessively working out and lifting weights repeatedly calorie counting avoiding eating out at restaurants due to the perceived lack of control over the food content Balancing carbohydrates, fats, and proteins and vitamins to achieve a perfect formula. Eating multiple meals throughout the day at rigidly adherent to schedules. That's being diabetic, isn't it now? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I was read those first few and I'm like, that's anybody who wants to eat well and work mm -hmm. out. I mean. Yeah, yeah I did yeah. read something that said people who were uh, focused on muscle was almost exclusively male. Right. And this type, this subset of BDD is sometimes referred to as reverse anorexia because the, they want the muscles to be bigger, which right. immediately in my brain, I go to bodybuilders. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, and they say, you know, how, how is muscle dysmorphia different than healthy bodybuilding or fitness? Here we go. Okay. Mm -hmm. Inaccurate body image and perception. I mean, I deal with that stuff, but self-esteem is almost entirely rested on the muscle build. 
while other factors, intelligence, sense of humor, relationships are discounted. Hmm. That's the difference. Mm -hmm. Use of dangerous substances such as anabolic steroids that clearly contra contraindicate. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> that clearly contra contraindicate. <laughs> For a healthy lifestyle. Good grief. Yeah, I didn't know about that. And then the other one is body dysmorphic, blah, 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 blah. body dysmorphic disorder by proxy. Oh, that's interesting. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> body dysmorphic disorder by proxy, BDDBP. <laughs> is a variation of BDD in which an individual is overly concerned with perceived imperfections with another person's appearance. Right. Like um, husband to a wife, wife to a husband or. Right. And I, a child. I immediately thought of that too, because it's like, you know, these wives who constantly dress their husbands, mm -hmm. parents that are. <sighs> I mean, just overly concerned with the absolute to the T, how their children look down to their mm -hmm. shoes. Mm -hmm. You know, you were talking about that. And the first thing that popped into my head was the book of Esther. When he wanted, okay. when the king wanted to parade his wife around in front of his friends. Because she was so beautiful. Yeah. But he didn't necessarily dress her to make her beautiful. Well, we don't know that. It doesn't say that. Kings didn't do that. Um. They were above that. They probably no no, you know. no 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 no. Also in Esther, the head guard for his harem before she was chosen to be his queen said, "I can tell you exactly what he likes to see. He helped her dress. He helped her <laughs> with her vocabulary. It was and indirectly him. Yeah. So maybe it was more the guard." for queen esther well yeah so but the guard knew what the king wanted probably because the king told him but that's just what it made me think of you, you know by proxy husbands and wives being mm -hmm. very concerned with how they look my mind was like oh you know i wonder if that king had that mm -hmm. all right guys we're going to wrap up episode one of body dysmorphic disorder Join us next week when the three of us take the test that we mentioned before. We'll let you know what our results are and what we think about it. You can find Sister Sharpen Sister exclusively on Spotify. Follow us over on Instagram because starting in June, the three of us are going to be, well, we're going to be testing out some different apps and we're going to be doing it for the last half of the year. And then come January, we'll let you know what we think of the ones that we tested. Our handle on Instagram is Sister Sharpens Sister. We truly appreciate each and every one of you who listen. You guys have a fantastic week.